If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back again. Thank you, America, for tuning in to the Rudy Giuliani Show. You know I have spent, uh, since I've been on radio podcasts and everything else, and part of the reason for doing it then and now, much more, uh, much more important is to be an alternative voice, to be one of the people. I'm, I'm just one. I uh, was with several of my colleagues last night who were doing the same thing. But we're going around the Iron Curtain trying to get you information you don't get. Uh, like last, last night's hearing is not even half the story. It's a falsified version of half the story. The other half of the story is the murder never investigated. Well, I'm not sure you're ever going to hear this either, and this is a pretty outrageous indication of how we've become a, a dictatorship, both from the point of view of the media and from the point of view of the Democrat Party. And our values, our values are being taken away from us. Andrew, are you there? Yes. How are you, Mr. Mayor? I'm good. I'm good. Andrew, there's going to be a debate on Monday night at, the, at CBS, a major network. And uh, you all four were invited to it. And then they made a certain change at the last minute. Can you explain it to us? Sure. Well, we have been told as of today that I will not be invited in the debate hall uh, because I am not vaccinated. Now, I have natural immunity. I have agreed that I will take a test to make sure that I cannot spread the virus to uh, any of the moderators or any of my Republican competitors. Uh, and CBS has chosen instead to have me separately in a different place if I am a marked person. Now, I've heard other Republican candidates stand up and say, this should be your choice. As a New Yorker, as an American, it should be your choice whether or not you want to get this shot or not. I have chosen not to get this shot. This is something uh, that I felt that I followed the data and the science on this and looking and saying, I don't see how it will benefit me at this point. As a young man with natural immunity, um, it does not seem to be uh, the right decision for me. Uh, And I stand, frankly, uh, with those police officers and firefighters, nurses who have who have been fired because they have chosen not to do it. I think this is another egregious decision by a media network uh, that uh, that is obviously playing politics rather than actually looking at the health facts. I mean, even the CDC said that this vaccine does not prevent you from spreading the COVID virus. Well, if that's the case, then I have no understanding of any good reason of why I should not be in there. If I would not agree to take a test, which I have the morning and even the afternoon of the debate. Well, Andrew, I mean, there's no science behind this at all. This is like Halloween gobbledygook, uh, Democratic Democratic Party dictatorship. The, re- the reality is that there are probably a predominant number of studies that show that your natural immunity is stronger than a vaccine. In other words, have- people, people who have the vaccine get COVID. People who have natural immunity get COVID. But more often, it's people who have vaccines and get it than people who have natural immunity. That pretty much has been the case throughout the world. There are a couple of contrary studies, but most of them are that way. 
Yeah, and look, I, I had some people that approached me, you know, I- I early in the campaign, and I said, well, look, why don't you get it? Because it'd be it'd just be easier for you, right? You can go into fundraisers in New York City. You can do this and do that. And I explained to them, I said, look, well, here's the thing. If I made a health decision because I thought it would be easier for your life, uh, when you have other New Yorkers that are literally standing up and saying, I'm putting my job, my livelihood on the line because I believe in this, then, then I wouldn't be the guy that you should vote for. I wouldn't have the conviction to actually do what I need to do uh, to make the changes in Albany to actually get this done. The fact that CBS would pay, play politics and the fact uh, that we're, we're not seeing the support that I believe that we should have where we've, we've heard other candidates get up there and say, well, well they may still make they, I wouldn't give up. I, 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 I respect some of your opponents. I, I still think one or two of them may react. I don't have hope for one of them, but I think one or two of them might react. I mean, frankly, if, if I mean, there are people who have a view slightly different than yours. They got the vaccine, but they feel other people have an absolute right to make a different decision. I hear that from Republicans all the time. In that case, yeah. you've got to support the people who have an absolute right to make a different decision. Otherwise, you're, you're just giving us bull. And I want to be clear on this, right? We have pushed back uh, multiple times to try to make sure we've done everything we can to get in this room. I believe that is the fair thing, to be in the room with your competitors to allow them to look eye to eye to you and vice versa. Um, I am not stepping out of this debate. I will be on the debate if it's virtual, if CBS does decide to have a change of heart, which I'm not holding my breath on, uh, and allows me in the room, which I believe I have a First Amendment right to be there. Then, uh, then I will do that. But either way, I will be in that debate on Monday night. I certainly hope it means that I will be in CBS studios with my other competitors. But if that means that we'll be dialing in from another location, I want to make sure we have every single opportunity for every single New Yorker here, how we're going to change New York starting on day one of my administration. Well, maybe this is a good thing in the sense that you're, you're giving some reality to an oppression that's been foisted on us now for two years and our rights being taken away. Government might mandate, government might dictate, and no one using common sense to, I mean, if you are tested and you don't have COVID, you are no more dangerous than the other three people if they're tested and don't have COVID. In fact, if they don't have natural immunity, you may be less dangerous than them. You know, I was I was at Duke when uh, obviously the, the lacrosse team was falsely accused of some heinous acts about 16, 17 years ago now. Uh, and the coach made it made a speech to the team that said, gentlemen, that said, very frankly, gentlemen, this is not about the truth anymore. And the point that he was making was this is all about the narrative. The truth has left. And unfortunately, you have a narrative. Well, that's the case, unfortunately, uh, as we've seen recently with regards to covid. Uh, look, I don't want to stand up here and pretend uh, that some of the things that I may have to go through, like being in a different room for this debate, are equal to what other New Yorkers who have decided yes, not to right, get this shot, right. who have put their job on the but line. You, or you are, you are, you are giving up an advantage. Know, I want to let them know. I want to let them know that on day one, they will have somebody who has stood with them, who will continue to stand with them and who will, on day one, eliminate these unconstitutional mandates and get their job back with back pay. Because honestly, that's, that's the only thing we can do at this point. You know, since I think character and guts is the key uh, to who has to be in executive uh, positions, as well as intelligence, this is the second time now you've displayed this spontaneously. 
when you were required not to mention Trump's name at the Democratic Republican convention, your principal opponent, Lee Zeldin, very uh, easily just bowed his head and never mentioned Trump's name. Uh, you mentioned it four or five times uh, proudly. Well, uh, you would, I and, think and, you, and it was it was clear from the uh, chairman of the party that he wanted nothing to he wanted nothing to do. With, he wants a non-Trump going forward Republican Party, which is why he's against well, it. I, I, you know, not not to uh, not to patronize you on your radio show, but the truth is, I, I learned watching every single day that you know you do what is right, not what necessarily the party boss wants you to do because it's better for their power or what this uh, what this person wants you to do because it's going to make them a little more money. You do what's right for the 8.5 million New Yorkers. You do what's right for the 19.5 million New York state citizens. You do what's right for the 330 million Americans. And so that was learned directly from you. And I would say reinforced working four years in the White House for President Donald J. Trump. Well, Andrew, I... Um... I admire you, and I'm your father saying that to you, but if I were just commenting on some other candidate, I'd be so enthusiastic about you because you've got the one quality that makes up for everything. Nobody is perfectly qualified ever to be governor, mayor, president, because it requires every talent, every, every talent a human being can have, and none have had that. But the most important talent you have, uh, well, first of all, you have the intellect, but second, you've got the determination and the right instincts. Uh, similar to Reagan and, and, and Trump. So good luck. Good luck and make the most of it. You'll find well, some way to make the most of it. Uh, you, you will. And I, know and I urge every single listener to tune in on Monday night on Channel 7 on CB, on Channel 2 at 7 o'clock on CBS to watch. I will make sure I lay out my best plan, whether it's in the room or whether it's in a different room, to how we save New York. <laughs> Andrew, I think you, you'd do it in a – you'd do it even if they put you in Biden's basement. <laughs> you know, Biden's basement probably has such good Internet connection because of all the time he spent there for those previous couple of years. Right. I mean, right, right. he might still be in there. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about January 6th, but you, you concentrate on this and I'll, I'll tell him the rest about January 6th. Two quick words, political theater, and I'll let you take yeah, the rest. Uh, political theater of the worst kind. Now yep. what I want to now what I want to do, Andrew, is. They're going to listen to John Sullivan, and the question's going to be, why wasn't he there last night? This is a speech. I could give you a lot of John Sullivan because John Sullivan uh, has a tape that should have him in jail rather than the other people who are in jail. I don't know they have a guy who's done, has committed as many crimes on January 6th as John Sullivan, but John Sullivan is walking free. He's walking free. Even though he's got, there's about 50 minutes of tape, of which this is just an example. Uh, this is the day before uh, January 6th, and this is encouraging. The crowd is mostly Antifa members. There are prior text messages supporting this, inviting these text messages to Washington. So now they're there, and this is a short excerpt from him uh, exhorting them as to what they should do to get rid of Donald Trump and bring down the government. Because power to the people! Power to the people! Power to the people! Damn right. We gotta, we gotta rip Trump out of that office right over there. Pull him out that shit. Nah, nah, we ain't about 
motherfucking wait until the next election. We about to go get that motherfucker. I ain't about that Because you know what time it is? I want y'all to be after me. It's time for a revolution. It's time for a revolution. It's time for a revolution. Thank you guys. I appreciate y'all. Be safe. Be blessed. Now, that's the guy who uh, got two or $400,000 from CNN to tape record what happened inside uh, the Capitol. You didn't see that tape last night. That tape wasn't analyzed by the committee in any way at all. In fact, from some of the FOIA requests, we're not sure they ever really took a good look at it. Uh, I can't say, but there, when the FOIA material was returned, this was not included with it. Now, here's, here's the background on this guy, Sullivan. This guy, Sullivan, has a video out that, of course, has been taken off, but I have it, and it's on. I'm telling you, please, you, you'll get the background of this if you, go, if you go to who is John Sullivan at RudyGiulianiCS.com. You'll see all of it. You'll see his involvement in the riot in Utah where a man was killed and he was in the spot to take pictures of it. You'll see that he was indicted there for inciting to riot. So he's the only one of these people on September 11 who has a prior record. Uh, then you will see four or five text messages encouraging Antifa members and Black Lives Matter members to come to Washington to assist in, in creating uh, as much problems as possible. The goal ultimately being several statements like take out Trump. Now those statements should have been seized on by Secret Service and they should have uh, detained him because that's a threat on the president and we don't allow any ambiguity with regard to threat on the president for obvious reasons. I mean, you could say, well, he meant something else. But you go to the person, you detain them, and you make them explain what they meant. I did it many times as a U.S. attorney. I was the one, along with Judge Webster, that handled the arrest of John Hinckley. So you can be damn sure I was fastidious about this. But this guy got away with it. And then he did a film for which he got paid by one of the, one of the uh, uh, censorship networks. CNN, I think. He got paid a couple hundred grand, and it shows he broke into the Capitol, crime. He destroyed property in the Capitol, crime. He encouraged others to destroy property in the Capitol, and one, two times he talked about burning. He orchestrated it so they ended up at Nancy Pelosi's uh, office. Almost seemed like it was orchestrated to end up there at a certain period of time because they looked at their watches all the time, and when they got there, the following transpired. Two police officers were guarding the door. Two men went up to them. One, clearly Antifa, can be identified as such, asked the police officers to surrender the door. The police officers surrendered the door. These people approaching them had no guns, no weapons. And there were other cops in the area that we see later in riot gear within easy walking distance to them. But they surrendered the door. The guys started smashing the doors open. All of a sudden, you see a gun, but you clearly see no face. This is being photographed 
by Sullivan. He keeps the face out. Then you hear the word gun, gun. People go down. And you see this woman get lifted up. And then you see her go down from a height of about 8 or 10 feet. In other words, she had been lifted up over the crowd and shot. Presumably, he would say he was afraid she was coming over the transom. She had no gun. She had no weapon. He had police reinforcements on both sides. If this was a danger, the policemen that had abandoned their post could have pulled it down. None of these people were questioned by the crooks. And the crooks on the committee are the guys sitting behind the desks by the liars and crooks of the January 6th committee. Maybe, maybe the most disgraceful committee ever assembled by Congress. It's a desecration to democracy. How you don't care how this woman was killed raises a question as to your, your, your humanity, not even politics. If you watch this video that I have, and I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I had this within five hours of the time that this happened. And when I went on radio the next day and I said Antifa was involved in this, and I was accused of lying and da, 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 I have texts proving they were involved in it. I have videos proving they were involved in it, and they are suppressing them. I turned it over to them. I turned everything I had over to the U.S. Attorney's Office. I turned everything I had about, about, John, uh, about Joe Biden over to the U.S. Attorney's Office and Barr, and all of it was covered up, all of it. So you know what I think of them. We will be back in a few minutes for Rudy's final word. The Rudy Giuliani Show.